welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, 24th podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We're back for like a very, very late night podcast. Gonna get into kind of what happened over the weekend. We kind of spent an hour and a half last night on the Cowboys. This night, we're gonna spend, I don't know, probably an hour and a half to two hours on (laughs) every other team in the NFL. Because let's just be honest, if I spend an hour and a half on every single team, it's like, like, I wouldn't, like, I'd, like, it would take, like, 30 plus hours. Like, how can I do that? Um, on top of that, I kind of found this interesting trend within the NFL season this year I kind of want to discuss as well. I also want to discuss two one and two teams that had playoff aspirations that are, I mean, they're one and two, and kind of where they can take it from there. Also, uh, we got Thursday Night Football coming up as well. Pretty loaded show. I didn't mean for it to be this loaded, but it's pretty loaded. And a pretty loaded podcast, ladies and gentlemen, coming up very soon right here. Winnie Wars Podcast. Very busy weekend for me. I'm like, I'm still watching football right now. Goodness gracious. I'm watching like universe, not university. Uh, oh yeah, it is UK. Sorry. University of Kentucky versus South Carolina, not the United Kingdom. It's like 10 to seven right now. I've been watching it for like the last couple of hours. I've also been listening to the Chris Sims podcast for some weird reason. They release the clips before they release the main episode, which why I don't, I mean, it increases your watch time if you freaking flip it, but also they release, they like, I think they record the podcast at like 10 o'clock in the morning and then they release it like like at 10 o'clock at night and I'm just like, oh no, they released it at 11, my bad. So I'm like, it was almost midnight by the time that I got it and I was just like, what, like, why, why, I don't. I don't get it. So I watched that for like an hour and a half. It's like almost two o'clock in the morning. I have to be semi up early because of therapy tomorrow. Technically today. Um, let's kind of just jump right into it. Bears versus Browns. This is kind of the game that everybody and their mother was talking about on Monday. Uh, more so than the green. <laughs> More so than the Green Bay Packers game. It's funny. It's like when Aaron Rodgers calls out the media, uh, the media is just like, yeah, we're just not going to cover him at all, disproving everything that we've set up for uh, for the last week. Uh, people were saying that he doesn't care about football. People were saying that he is uh, that he was a distraction, and then he freaking had a clutch win against the 49ers that people did not lead. They did not, not want to lead their shows with at all. Oh, my God. That was so funny. But no, we're going to we're going to talk about Aaron and we're also going to get into actually my success rate last week because it was not what I wanted at all. So, Justin Fields starts Sunday. Let me stand up. I've been sitting down for like 2 hours in my desk chair and it's very uncomfortable. So, Justin Fields gets the first start of his career. He goes out he plays up against the Bra- the Bears, which I warned you about. 
I warned you. I warned everybody. Hold on. Let me turn off my dehumidifier. Hold on. Give me like two seconds. Like making so much noise. I can't even hear myself think. Uh, also, it's been like leaking water, which is obviously like a big no-no, like a lot of water. And I don't know how to fix it at all. It's like, I have it freaking closed off. I'm like, I looked at it. I checked if there was like any holes in it. And I was just like, I don't know. I'm just, I, don't, I don't I don't get what's going on. I'm like, why are you leaking water? You shouldn't be. But um, anyways, sorry about that. Back to Justin Fields. Justin Fields got his first start on Sunday. He played very, very badly as expected. Everybody's making a big deal about, well, if you add the sacks to his passing yards, the, the yards that he lost in sacks and because of sacks, uh, plus his passing yards, he has like one net positive yard. Like that's a big statistic that everybody quoted for like the last three days. It was ridiculous. And that's fine. And that's Danny and all, and all that good stuff. But yeah, he got sacked a lot. I don't, I don't know what people... <laughs> I don't know what people expected. Like, he's a rookie. Like, all the rookies have been playing badly this year. And everybody's like, well, what about Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert is an extreme, extreme anomaly with Joe Burrow. Like, I said it before. I'll say it again. I've said it plenty of times. I'm like, listen, like, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, they're all anomalies. They're all, like, super young quarterbacks that had, like, I mean, really, they didn't go to the playoffs at all. But they played well in their opening season. Like, that's not, that's not like, consistent. It's very, very rare. It's an anomaly. It's really, really hard during your rookie season to win anything ever as a football player, especially and significantly at the quarterback position. It's really, really hard. So when everybody's like, just play him. Just play him. He'll get game day experience. And um, he freaking gets sacked like nine times by Miles Garrett because Jason Peters is old and slow and last year. Like, I could have told you this was going to go very, very badly. Why did you, th- like, like whenever people are like, just just send him out against Aaron freaking Donald. Just send him out against Floyd, you know, of the Rams. Just send them out against Miles Garrett. When people were like that, I'm like, who is his right tackle? Who is his left tackle? Who's his left guard? Who's his right guard? Who Who is his center? Who's his head coach? Most importantly, like everybody is like, I want Matt Nagy fired today. He sucks. He. We've been on this for over a year. I said the same thing that I said about Matt Patricia. I think I said about Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is a ghost. He's already gone to me, at least as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. It's not a question of should he still be the head coach of the Chicago Bears? The answer is obviously no. He's done. He should have been fired at the beginning of this year. Like that's the reality of the situation. However, he's here. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it uh, except for the owner who can actually fire him. But I'm like, this is, we've been all over this. He should have been fired. So when people are like, 
Like, Justin Hartz, just, they, they didn't give him, the they just didn't give him a game plan to be success. Like, did you not watch Mitchell Trubisky in last year? Did you not watch him? Like, I'm always surprised whenever people, like, have these weird takes. I'm like, do you guys just not watch football? I, I watch football. I watch a lot of football. Very weirded out by it. In the case of Justin Fields, how did he play? What did I see? I saw everything that I saw in college. I saw everything that I saw in the preseason. Poor pocket presence. The offense, like everybody wants to say, well, the offense isn't built for him. But it's just like, kind of, because he was a pocket passer in college. He could run and scramble and things of that nature. However, the main aspect about Justin Hurts or Fields, I, I'm, I'm again doing the thing that I did on Monday where I got Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields and all these players confused. I apologize. But it's like Justin Fields, his game in college was, I'm going to look at my first read. I'm really not going to go through my progressions because there really isn't progressions to go through because the number one guy is Chris Olave and he's going to beat whoever whoever he's being guarded by. So I'm going to lock in on Chris Olave. Lock in, lock in. Hold, 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 hold. Don't have to go through my progressions and things of that nature. Really don't even have to read and diagnose the defense for that matter. I'm just going to hold. I'm going to get back in the pocket. I'm going to look at and see when a Chris Olave is open. And when he's open, going downfield, and I'm going to throw a pass to Chris Olave. And then when he's not open, and I can just, I'm patting the ball, I'm patting, I'm patting, instead of throwing the football away, I freaking can just burst out of the pocket because I'm strong and I'm six foot three, maybe six foot four, and I'm like 220 pounds. So I'm essentially the size of a running back who also plays quarterback, who also has a Hausner uh, or a Hauser, Hauser, excuse me, of a foot, uh, of a of a right arm. So I can just burst out of the pocket and then just scramble upfield and start running, or I can scramble. I can run and I can take off, or I can scramble. I apologize. I'm kind of getting tongue twisted here. So I'm like, I had the Bears already not being a playoff team. So when it was a surprise, it was not a surprise to me. It was not a surprise. When I looked at Justin Fields, I was just like, nine sacks, terrible offensive line, not a surprise. Not a surprise to me at all. Browns were all over it. Bears hung in exceptionally well against the Browns. But I mean... Like, I I don't get the outrage. I'm not, like, I come in, I like, I came in and I was just like, don't play him. Don't play him. Sit him. And Matt Nagy, the whole philosophy was sitting him was the exact same philosophy that I said about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, like, I, like, I knew that it was like, okay, we want to rest him. We want to sit him for a year because that's exactly what we did with Patrick Mahomes. The year after he sat and learned how to play football in the NFL, that year after, he freaking became the MVP of the league and almost beat Tom Brady in Arrowhead. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. So, like in the case of, of Justin Fields, like is there, first and foremost, there's really nothing positive to say about the Bears right now. I mean, they're a terrible football team. What are they like? What are they? They're one and two. Who did they beat? I don't remember. They're not very good. They're not sharp. They're very, very bad. Like, I don't... 
I don't understand why people were surprised at how fucking terrible they played. Like, it's so weird. I'm like, wait, everybody isn't surprised that they sucked? They don't have any players on the offense. All of their all of their assets are on the defensive side of the football. Hello? Like, that's not, that's not like, their strength is their defense, not their offense. That is not a surprise that they sucked on Sunday. I'm surprised that people are surprised. That's the that's the weird thing for me. I'm just like this doesn't make any sense. 6 to 26 Browns yikes. Yikes. Oh gosh. I mean, is there anything else that I have to... I mean, everybody's talking about the game plan and things of that nature. But, I mean, again, I like, I was just like, he should have been fired. He should have been fired. I thought I was... I clapped it up for... I clapped it up for the freaking Bears on, on draft night because they actually had a decent draft. And I was just like, cool. Bears don't look terrible anymore. Bears are all right. Because they drafted very well. But I was like, this doesn't... To me, this doesn't change anything. And I think I said this draft night when they traded up in the draft to get Justin Fields. I was just like, this doesn't change anything to me whatsoever. They still should fire freaking Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. And I was just like, I, I don't know what the Bears are doing. I don't know why they waited so freaking long. I don't really care. It's their mess. Clean it up. Apparently, they're looking for a new stadium. They should freaking look for a new head coach while they're at it. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell people. I don't get why people are so freaking surprised. <sighs> I wanted to open with that. Let me also kind of look at my game day picks. Just a little bit. So, kind of recapping week two. Game day picks essentially is something that I I take a lot of pride and joy in. I take a lot of pride and joy in being right a lot when it comes to sports. And week two was a really, really nice week for me. I had I'd gotten 11 of 5 games correctly and successfully picked. 68 win percentage, which is... I mean, it was around, it, I was hovering around essentially where I was last year. Uh, week two, week three, same deal. Um, 11 and five, 68.75, percentage. I'm not happy about that at all. I was like week two, I'm like, all right, let's stabilize. Let's get it going. Week three, not happy about that at all. Um, we'll kind of go over some of the games as well. Kind of through that, but <sighs> just I'm not not freaking happy about that at all. Um, Chiefs in Seattle, one and two. They're both one and two for very very different reasons, right? Chiefs in Seattle both have lost really games that they should have won. The Chiefs over the last really week, really two weeks, Ravens and. I mean, who did they lose? The Chargers, man? Oh, God. Seattle just lost to the Vikings. Who else did they lose to as well? 
I can't remember. Hold on. Let me pull up their their schedule here. Boo, boo, boo. Hold on. Where are they? There they are. Who did they lose to? God, the Titans. I remember that game. It was like 33-30 to 30 in overtime. I was just like, oh, God, that's so dumb. But both teams, Seattle and the Chiefs, they're one and two for a variety of different reasons. It's like, it, like I, I feel like I shouldn't have to talk about these two teams in a losing manner. I feel like I shouldn't, like, I, my freaking, I want to massage my temples. Just massage my temples. Just, it's just like, how are both of you at the bottom of your division? How are both of you? You both won your division last year. The teams more or less are kind of the same. And it's just like you both, you both are freaking, are one and two. But I think the outlook for the two teams should be significantly different. I don't know if Seattle's going to make it to the playoffs this year. And I think I ha- I don't remember everything that I did and said about every single team all the time for like a month when I speak for dozens of hours on end monthly now so it's kind of hard for me to freaking like go over everything but to me seattle right now they're not a playoff team i know we're getting going and we're four weeks in tomorrow technically tonight into the regular season but i mean where are they supposed to get more wins seattle and then on top of that and we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. But then on top of that with, like, the Chiefs, right? Maybe not on top of that with the Chiefs, right? Specifically with Seattle and the Chiefs, their defenses are just abysmal. Seattle, they don't have any pass rush. They don't have a secondary. And it's like, it's essentially stop Jamal Adams, stop Bobby Wagner, and then we win. You score a bajillion points. They don't have a number one corner. They don't have a number two corner. Like, they can't really stop the run. They are just a bad, bad, bad defense. And with Seattle, it's just their offense, and I've been, like, I can't I can't watch Seattle. Oh, my God. I can't watch Seattle's offense play, man, because their offense is so just, it, it's so behind the curve. It's so bad. It's like, like, how many times... Do we have to see Russell Wilson scramble and run for his life before people are like, hmm, maybe we should get an actual offensive line to help out our our awesome top-tier quarterback. Maybe we should get more freaking players, uh, not players, excuse me, but a better offensive coordinator that can just give him some freaking, just some easy, some easy passes. Quick slants, curls, comebacks, stops. You don't have to freaking go over the top 60 yards Tyler Lockett, all doggone day. I'm just like, I like, I don't get it. It's like, how many times do we have to see it? Because I've seen it for like almost a decade and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing Russell Wilson run for his life, barely have a running game. Like, like how many rushing yards do they get? How many rushing yards? Oh, no, they actually got a lot. They got 6.7. Then why didn't they run it more? 
They got, like, Chris Carson, 12 carries, 80 yards, 6.7 yards per carry. Freddie Swain, one, I mean, that's nothing. It's Freddie Swain. He's like a receiver. But I'm like, you know, can we, can we freaking, if, like, Dak Prescott, for example, the Cowboys and Kellen Moore are in sync right now. Not like the boy band, not the boy band in sync, but are in sync. Like, they're just like, we don't have to freaking throw it. 32 times or 35 times or 40 times or 50 times if it's not required they ran it 40 times against the eagles on sunday or excuse me on monday they were just like this is working this is what's been working we're gonna hang 40 on them why not just run it we don't need to have a bajillion yards in the passing game when they just can't stop the run and it's just like i i i just wonder sometimes what seattle is doing so I'm like, this is, this is why like, uh, like uh, Russell Wilson was, was like, had like so many grievances and gripes. He was just like, dude, like, hello, like we can win, we can win football games. We can win a Super Bowl. I just need a little bit of help. Nick Saban said it on the Monday night broadcast as a quote. Where's the quote? I ha- I wrote it down. What did you say? I have, I have it. Where's the quote? As a quarterback, it's important to have good players around you. That's Nick Saban. Monday on the Manning cast. And it's like, Russell Wilson does not have very good players around him when it comes to, when it comes to his, uh, when it comes to his offensive line. He doesn't have very good coaches when it comes to his offensive coordinator and his offensive staff, because I'm like, dude, like, can we freaking figure this one out? Can we figure out how to help him out just a little bit? I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Freaking, he's roll, He's running for his life. His running game starts to become undeveloped. Like, I mean, like, they signed so many players in free agency that they then just, like, I don't want to say can't use, but they, like, what's the word I'm looking for? They signed so many players in free agency, but they don't pan out. There we go. They don't pan out at all. The way that they want them to, or should. And so Russell Wilson is stuck now with all of these freaking football players that take that eat up a bunch of cap space, no young players, no awesome offensive linemen, no awesome coordinators and things of that nature. And it's just like, bro, I got it. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it myself. Then to make matters worse, where it's just like, okay, we don't invest on the offense. We invest on the defense. The defense isn't playing very well as evident of the last two weeks and really of the last couple of years, where it's just like, wait, they don't have any more awesome corners. They don't have the awesome safeties, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. They don't have um, the awesome pass rushers anymore. Bobby Wagner's getting older. You know, KJ Wright still is KJ Wright with the Raiders. But it's like, what exactly can they do as a football team now? And, and I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know. Seattle is just so, they don't draft very well, which is like the common theme of how you get new players in the NFL. Their free agency is just a mess. And it's just like, are they seriously? I think they are. Like, team-wise, on paper, I think they're the worst team in their division. And some people are going to be like, well, what about Russell Wilson? Well, Russell Wilson can't overcome constantly a bad offensive line when he's being, and I said this kind of in the prelude to the season 
uh, in the lead up kind of, I was like for weeks, I was just like, wait, so Russell Wilson has to freaking go up against Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, and Aaron Donald with a very, very crappy offensive line. Are you bleeping? Like we do realize those are some of the best defensive players in the NFL that are in his division that he has to play up against all the time. I, I, I don't understand it. And then the Chiefs, right? Let me plug in my computer. It's almost out of battery. And Chiefs, right? Chiefs, one and two as well. Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs have Tyreek Hill. Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. And I said it when I was casting their game. I was just like, I mean, they don't have any good corners. They don't, it's Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew or bust. Their linebackers are significantly like, I like Nick Bosa. Or not Nick Bosa, excuse me, Nick Bolton. I love him. I love him a lot. He's going to be awesome for them. But it can't just be him against a lot of passing offenses in his division. Because the reality of the situation is their division is filled with Justin Herbert, Teddy Bridgewater, who's playing actually fantastic, and Derek Carr, who looks like an MVP, plus Henry Ruggs III, plus Jerry Judy, plus freaking uh, Cortland Sutton, who's been coming alive in the last couple of weeks, plus Keenan Allen, plus Mike Williams, like... They have so many weapons in their freaking division and they don't have any corners to counter those weapons in their division. And it's just like, bro, and then the quarterbacks in their division are also playing very well and they don't really have consistent pass rush. And I was like wanting to pull out my freaking hair from my skull because I was like, dude, uh, Steve Spagnola, uh, you do realize that a linebacker turned defensive end on like three days notice Beat the crap out of Storm Norton. Maybe you should put Chris Jones on Storm Norton. I was saying that for like the entirety of the football game. I was like, Steve Spagnola, put Chris Jones on Storm Norton. Dallas gave the game plan up to the Chiefs to beat the Chargers in Arrowhead. I was like, bro, like, I didn't get it. I was like, this, this shouldn't even be a discussion we shouldn't be having this conversation it's just they're the chargers the cowboys figured out a way to completely nullify joey bosa it's just i like steal exactly what they did they figured out a way to attack the chiefs offense they made austin eckler look awesome which the cowboys made him look ridiculous and i'm just like hello like can we get this thing going can we play smarter football? The Chiefs have, I mean, they had so many players to just attack over and over and over again. And I was just like, just give me something. Show me that you're confident, Steve. I want him gone. And then to compound that, the Chiefs also don't have the personnel to freaking stop anybody who has a decent passing game at all whatsoever. Like, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. They just don't have anybody to stop the Chargers. Or not the Chargers, excuse me. Anybody with a decent passing attack. I don't even know who their corners are. And I saw that entire game. I still don't know it because it's just like... The sole reason why I don't know who their players are is because their players are like... 
like they they swap out corners like it's nothing. Like I I don't I, like sometimes I don't understand what the Chiefs are doing defensively. I love that they invest in the offense, but I'm like, where are all of your awesome corners? Like like P- Patrick Mahomes did not show up yesterday. He's been here for a hot minute. He isn't that big of a drain on the cap. Where are your corners? I don't I I I don't understand it. Who did they draft with their first round draft? Oh no, they didn't draft anybody. They should have gotten I mean they got Nick Bolton in their second in the second round, but I don't know, man. I mean, consider the fact that the Chiefs could have drafted instead of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, they could have drafted uh, Trevon Diggs in the first in the first round, right? And then they could have drafted another running back in the second or something like that. I don't know, man. I don't know. Chiefs are just... The Chiefs are just frustrating as a football team. But both teams, Seattle and the Chiefs, they're one and two. I said one and one, I think. They're one and two, excuse me. But more specifically, it's like, is the situation permanent, right? In the sense of being fourth place in their division, being terrible, things of that nature. Are they are they capable of actually winning any football games? Are they capable of being a playoff team? And the reality is it's like it's it's schedule based. It's not really based upon teams for me that much. Like I got the next, I believe, seven games for both teams, yes. So this is going into like week eleven, week twelve for both teams. Seattle, they play up against the Niners, the Rams, the Steelers, the Saints, the Jags, the Packers, and the Cardinals. I have them going three and four, losing to the Rams, obviously. And really, the 49ers this weekend could be a loss. They could be, like, it, it could be, it could be, it, I could see it going both ways. The 49ers almost beat Aaron Rodgers. And the reality is, the closer we get to Sunday, the more likely I'm probably going to pick the 49ers over the Seattle Seahawks. Then you have the Rams. That's a loss. Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is terrible. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes. Um, they're probably going to beat the Steelers. Saints, don't think they're beating the Saints. Jags, Jags are terrible. Packers, don't think they're beating the Packers. And then finally, they end their seven-week run against the Cardinals. I think they go three and four. I think they're not a playoff team. Chiefs, though, on the opposite end of that spectrum. Chiefs actually have a pretty workable and manageable schedule. Chiefs go up against the Eagles this weekend. That should be a win. Bills next weekend. We'll see. We'll, We'll see. We'll see. Washington, that should be a win. Washington sucks as well. Titans, that should be a win. Titans are kind of like, I mean, Titans have won their last two games. Also, I'll, we'll see. We'll see about how the Chiefs play. But I, I'll still have them going and winning against the Titans. Then it's the Giants, right? Giants, Giants are terrible. Packers, and really Raiders. And it's just like you could probably, I could probably see the Chiefs going like four and three. Maybe five and two, maybe six and one. I think they're not getting out of this seven-week stretch without taking a couple of losses. But I, however, I don't necessarily think that the Chiefs are, you know, in as bad of a situation as, for example, as Seattle, because I think the Chiefs actually have the ability to win the majority of the games that they're playing. Uh, the uh, the major- yeah, the majority of the games that they're playing because they're going up against a lot of inferior competition. Whereas Seattle, because of their division is also going up against some pretty hard teams as well. They go up against what? All of their teams? Yeah. Three, not three weeks, excuse me. 
in seven weeks, they go up against all of their divisional opponents. Sucks to be them. Chiefs, they go up against only the Raiders, and that's it. And they get to feast on literally all three of the NFC East teams, besides the Cowboys, and they'll play them in November. But, I mean, we'll see. Easily the Chiefs and the Seattle Seahawks has easily been, like, the two biggest disappointments of the season. They've been terrible. Terrible. And it's just like you can't... You can't freaking get bailed out by Russell Wilson every single day of the week, you know? Let me take a swig. Um. Mm. So... What do we got here? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the... Um, about the Steelers with Najee Harris. So, warned you. Warned everybody. Don't freaking clap it up. Draft night. Everybody clapped it up. Draft night about the Steelers. And freaking about Najee Harris. Everybody and their mother was like, cool, Najee Harris... He's an awesome corner. He's an awesome uh, running back, not corner. Excuse me. Awesome running back. He's gonna play awesome. He's gonna be awesome. Blah 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 blah. The freaking Steelers don't need another quarterback. They got Ben Roethlisberger coming back, and then they freaking also got um. Uh, they all. That's it. I was like, they need a quarterback. They need. They need offensive line talent. They're like, no, no, we don't. We just need a running back. They they bought their own, you know, crap that they were selling. And look at them now. Look at what, look at the situation that they're in now. It's just like, wait a second. Um, what are they? What like zero and three? Yeah, they're zero and three. Oh no, they're one and two. They beat the Bills in Buffalo, which to me ridiculous. And it's just like, wait a second. Nashi Harris isn't living up to expectations. And it's like, I, I literally could have told you that draft draft night. Literally could have told you that. The whole point of the running game is predicated off of the running back, or excuse me, off of the offensive line's ability to freaking block for the running back. And when you don't have an awesome offensive line, then it's really, really freaking hard for your football team to move the ball with the running back. Najee Harris. Do you want to know what his yards are? Over three games. Do you want to... You want to take a shot? How many yards he has? Not over one game, but over three games. I'm going to take a shot. What it is. He has 123 yards. Not over the last game. Not over the last two games. Over the entire season. Ladies and gentlemen. That's terrible. He has 40 carries. 40. He has 123 yards. He has 3.1 yards per carry, which is terrible. And I said it before. I'll say it again. I love Najee Harris, the football player. This is not his fault. This is the team that drafted him. It's their fault. 
They held on to Ben Roethlisberger. They lied to themselves. They sniffed their own farts. They said to themselves that our offensive line is fine and we don't have to freaking find a way to adjust. We don't have to find a way. We, we're going to live in la-la land like Demi Lovato. We're going to freaking try and figure out how to essentially do absolutely nothing when it comes to off our offensive line, excuse me, and we're just not going to figure anything out. We're not going to be a smart football team. We're going to lie to ourselves. We're going to be disingenuous. And now look at where they are. They're freaking bottom of their division, as they should be, losing to the Bengals in Pittsburgh, by the way. And an absolute laughing stock of a football team, and they're going to get smoked from first to worst in their division. Losing to Joe Burrow, who does he have at the offensive line? Don't talk to me about Jackson Carmen. He's terrible. Jamar Chase, didn't I warn you? Pittsburgh doesn't have any corners. Just like the Chiefs. Just like Seattle. There's way too many teams in the NFL that does not have great corner play. I can literally count them up on my freaking, on one hand, the teams that have like excellent corner play. That is the Patriots with the, with Stephon Gilmore when he's going to come back and he's healthy with JC Jackson as well and the Dolphins. And really, I'm probably missing like one other team, but for the most part, it's only two teams in this league that have awesome corners. That can really hold a candle to X amount of players. It's ridiculous. So when people try to tell me, well, okay, Pittsburgh, I said, I think I called it, called it, said, hey, uh, Pittsburgh's not making it to the playoffs. I couldn't believe it myself. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, how do they go to the playoffs? How won't they go to the playoffs? Everybody's keyed in on what they're doing. The division doesn't care that they're Pittsburgh. And they freaking, the, the Bengals, they're like, we don't care. We got T. Higgins. We got Jamar Chase. We got Joe Burrow. We got Joe Mixon. We don't care. We got Trey Hendrickson. We got Logan Wilson, who's, an, who's a freaking linebacker, who's tied with the league in interceptions right now. He has three, as much as we talk about Trevon Diggs, also talk about Logan Wilson as well. Shout out to him. But it's like, Nobody cares about Pittsburgh anymore. Nobody, nobody, you know, is scared of the steel curtain and the, you know, and the and and oh man, Pittsburgh's rough and rowdy. They got all those. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. Lost significant pieces on the offensive line. Didn't replace them. Quarterback is not playing well at all. This is the last week I picked Pittsburgh. Who do they play against? Who do they play? Let me try and find them. Hold on. Hold on. I have, like, all the games on my computer right now. Hold on. Who does Pittsburgh play up against the next couple weeks? They play a first-place schedule first and foremost. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. What happened to my throat? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I, like, hiccuped and... Oh, my God. Coughed at the exact same time. I all of this. Steelers versus Packers this weekend. Oh, sweet Mary and Joseph. And then it just goes downhill from there. Broncos... And then Seattle, we'll see about Seattle. And then the freaking Browns. And then the Bears, Lions, they should probably win. And then the Chargers. And then that's for like the next two months. It's like, bro, like, you could maybe go one and like five or one and six or something like that. I don't know how many games they're playing. But it's like, Pittsburgh has so many issues offensively. And then defense, it's TJ Watt or Bust. They lost out on Bud Dupree. TJ Watt or bust, and it's like 
you don't have the personnel, you don't have the time, you don't have the players, you are freaking about to enter into a rebuild. Period. End of discussion. Not like, oh, we're kind of good. We can kind of win a Super Bowl. Shut up. You need to be in a rebuild immediately. This next draft should be about drafting potentially Tom, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, that Thibodeau guy needs to be about drafting him or it needs to be about drafting freaking, what's his name? A quarterback or another offensive lineman. And really there hasn't been one that I've heard of yet, even though I'm watching a lot of football right now. Really right now I'm watching Dragon Ball Z, but you know, like I've been watching football. Point is, I don't know what's going. Like I don't know why Pittsburgh Steelers fans are like, yes, we're we're gonna win, we're gonna be awesome, we're gonna win, we're gonna be a good football team, blah 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 blah. I'm like, where, how? I don't see it. I don't see it. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't freaking get it. The Najee Harris pick, it's ridiculous. The lack of an offensive line. Who did they got? They got Pat Freemuth, the tight end. Oh, gosh. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is going on with Pittsburgh? Let me sit down. Oh, God, my legs are still super sore. I'm just... I made a decision. I made a business decision today. I'm like, I'm not working out tomorrow either. I just don't understand it at all. Oh my gosh. Freaking. Like, just help out your freaking team, dude. Just be a good steward of your organization. Make the hard decisions, not the easy decisions. They still haven't played up against the Ravens yet. Some people are going to tell me, tell me, well, they could still make it to the playoffs potentially. It's like, yeah, in, in theory, but in reality, which is what we're living in, they aren't going to the playoffs. Oh, gosh, dude. Let me talk about another team that's not living up to expectations whatsoever. Washington. What the bleep was that? 1 and 2, 21 to 43. Just disastrous football game by the Washington football team, specifically on defense. Shout out to everybody, by the way, that said that Washington was going to win the division. Shout out. Awesome job. Awesome prediction. Oh, my God. Washington is just disastrous. I wrote down all of their statistics. I don't know why. Their defensive statistics. All the yards and points they gave up. 43 points. 481 total yards, 359 passing yards, 122 rushing yards, 9 for 15 on third down. That's garbage. That's like significantly above 50%. That's just terrible. 29 first downs. Yikes. Zero sacks and zero fumbles. Yikes. And then to make matters worse, they had a 35-minute time of possession. The Bills did. And um, it was just – it was – it was it, it was like a Bruticus. Is brutal. Is Bruticus a word? 
I mean, I obviously it is brew. I know he's like a transformer, but I guess it's brutish. Oh my gosh. But Bruticus sounds awesome. Shout out to Bruticus. It's like a transformer that has a bajillion transformers on him. So freaking awesome. I love Bruticus. Oh my god. Sorry. Anyways. um, <clears throat> Washington versus the Bills. Washington is up a creek without a powder right now, right? Washington is disastrous. Chase Young doesn't have a sack. Everybody's like, well, I want Chase Young to step up and stuff like I didn't believe the whole he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. To be honest with you. I was like, there were times where he just disappeared, like against the Bucks. There were times where the Cowboys had kind of even contained him with Lael Collins and Tyron Smith, and I was just like, this is kind of ridiculous. Maybe not Lael Collins, excuse me, with Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight, and I was just like, that shouldn't really happen. And then it's like, with Washington as well, their defense doesn't like it's the same. It's the same thing that we've talked about with the Seattle Seahawks, the Chiefs, and the Steelers. They don't have a good secondary. So when they go up against a team like the Bills, right? The Bills gash them for 359 yards, and then they freaking gash them as well. They double. It's like double trouble. It's like a two for one special. They kill them in the passing game. They kill them in the running game as well. 122 in the running game. And then freaking Josh Allen pops off for four touchdowns as well. uh, Fantastic completion percentage, 32 of 43. It's like, how the frick do you stop that? Zach Moss had a 60-yard day. Devin Singletary had a 26-yard day. Not good at all. And it's like, bro, like, how do you stop this? How do you stop, you know, all of this offense from the Bills and the reality is for the uh, the Washington football team, you don't. And everybody keeps on saying, well, they have they have five first-round draft picks on the defensive line, 24, and it's just like, well, guess what? Not every single first-round draft pick that gets drafted is a first-round draft pick. Sorry to tell you that. I don't know, man. It's, it is absolutely ridiculous how obnoxious people are about Washington in the sense of just like how consistent people aren't, or excuse me, are at just believing that a defense in the modern NFL will win anything. Just like, God. I mean, it can contribute. It can help. But, like, as it pertains to, like, 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 I always say this. A great defense in the NFL cannot beat a great offense. The rules are skewed towards offense. The position of quarterback is uberly protected. There's just, there's just nothing that the defense can do if you're, like, what's a great offense? Like, the Rams. Like, the Bills, not the Bills, but the Bucks are this really awesome offense. 
or not really awesome offense, but the, a really, really awesome defense, and they couldn't stop the freaking Rams at all. The same thing happened against the Cowboys, and really it also happened against Atlanta for like a hot minute. Washington isn't even near the Bucks when it comes to that. They don't have the linebackers. I don't think they have a top 10 pass rusher in Shaq Barrett. I don't think they have Antoine Winfield Jr. And, I mean, they just got Richard Sherman today as well. So they're going to be significantly better. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Washington went down this weekend against the Bills. Another team that got overrated significantly was the freaking Colts. Uh, they're now 0-3. Carson Wentz is a disaster. What a surprise. He is terrible. 19 of 37. Really? Oh, but his offensive line won't protect him. It's funny how every single offensive line that he's on doesn't protect him. But then when he leaves that team or he isn't on that team the year prior, the offensive line is really, really awesome. It's funny how that works with Carson Wentz. It sure is funny how that works. It's almost as if he contributes to his offensive line playing um, playing terribly or negatively contributes to his offensive line. Instead of, you know, getting the ball out of his hands really, really quickly, making smart, decisive decisions, you know. I'm just saying there are correct ways to play to help out your offensive line, and he just does not do anything to help out his offensive line. The Colts fall. What a surprise. Not really. And then Cardinals beat the Jags. That's kind of not a surprise. I said it when I was making the prediction on Friday. I was like, I can see the Saints and the Patriots going both ways. Did not expect Jameis Winston to have kind of a bounce back game. But uh, oh boy, did he have a bounce back game. And he made me look incredibly foolish against the Pats. 28-13, not even close. Mac Jones had three interceptions. The uh, the Mac 10 threw 51 times, not very good for 269 yards. That is terrible. Patriots are in trouble. Thought the Patriots were potentially a playoff team. They're now, what, one and two? Yeah, they're one and two. That is what it is. Another god-awful football team in the battle of, this, of the two stooges. 0-3 Giants versus, I mean, technically they were then the 0-2 Giants versus the 0-2 Falcons, the battle of the winless teams. Um, the Giants are terrible. Atlanta won, which they really shouldn't have. Like, on paper, the Giants are the significantly better team. Leonard Williams, Xavier McKinney, um, that Bradbury guy that everybody said was like a Pro Bowl corner, and I was just like, no, he got in because he participated, not because he dominated. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney, Kyle Rudolph, Saquon, he's back, quote-unquote. Um, Justin Thomas, Nate Solder, these are good football players. At least they kind of were before they became Giants. And um, who else do they have? Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. They've had good football players. They have significantly better football players than the Atlanta Falcons. And do you want to know what? The Atlanta Falcons came in and they freaking, I mean, I won't say destroyed the Giants, but they definitely should not have won against the Giants whatsoever. They have like Calvin Ridley, like they freaking cannot figure out Cal, Cal Pitts, but I will say like, like he had a significantly better game than he's had in like the last couple of weeks. Calvin Ridley has 
they've I, I mean like I don't know what they're doing with Calvin you know Gage Jr they can't figure out again Arthur Smith is just terrible their offense is god freaking awful the Falcons somehow somehow the Falcons are worse than they were last year they're worse and even while being worse they still beat the Giants I mean like what a disaster Jason Garrett punt him through the uprights and out of New York I banned him from Texas I said you're not welcome here anymore get your ass up and out of Texas I never want to see you in this state ever again and he's now in freaking New York, stinking up New York City. I said that I'm mile, I'm thousands of miles away from Dallas when he was the head coach of Dallas, and I can see his, and I can smell his stank from here, from in Florida. It was ridiculous. The same thing freaking happened when he's in. I mean, it's happening now in freaking New York. It's like it just literally his stink, his stench, cascades down the states into deep south into the deep south in a Florida I can smell him from here his stench reeks how do you have a loaded loaded roster and you can't even figure it out you can't figure it out you can't win football games can't put your players in the best position to succeed and to win and now you're 0-3. They are 0-3, not because of Joe Judge, ladies and gentlemen, but because their offensive coordinator stinks. Saints up next, this weekend, next weekend, he returns to Dallas to get his ass taxed again. I mean, how does this happen? People apparently interviewed this guy for a head coaching gig last year. Excuse me, this year. He was in line to potentially be the Chargers head coach this year. I was just like, why? 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 Like, the ra- like. hold on a minute. I just got a nice little peek at their schedule. Saints, Cowboys, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders. Where do you see a win? I don't see a win on any of those games. I don't see a win against the Saints or the Cowboys. I don't see one against the Rams or the Panthers or the Raiders or the Chiefs. Where's the win? I don't see one. All those teams have significantly better offenses. And when it comes to specifically the three teams that they're going to start out playing for the next three weeks, they all have better defenses. The Saints, the Cowboys, and the, uh, and the Rams. How is he supposed, how is Jason Vanilla Garrett supposed to freaking battle out with the Cowboys freaking Maserati of a defense where they're freaking starting a linebacker at defensive end and Randy Gregory is brutalizing people with Micah Parsons and Osa Digizuwa is freaking destroying people and freaking Trevon Diggs is ha- has an interception in every single football game of this year. And then Dallas is scoring like in the last two games, they've put up like over like not over but almost 60 points how the frick are they supposed to stop dallas when their defense can't freaking stop a common cold walking a a common child walking up and down the football field let me freaking change out the disc hold on the dragon ball hold on wait wait 
seconds. Give me like two seconds. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Okay, sorry about that. I like. Like I had to change out the disc. Dragon Ball Season. What is this? Dragon Ball Season Five, or or Four? Excuse me. I just got to the end of watching that. So I was like, I got to change out the disc because I want to watch. I want to watch more. Freaking, my bad. I want to watch more freaking Dragon Ball, but I was just like, you know, it is what it is. But back to hating on Jason Garrett. I don't get this guy. You know, I don't understand how he has a job. I remember Jane Slater was like, well, I mean, it was a mutual parting. It was time for him to leave the uh, the Cowboys. And I was just like, okay. Okay. Like, okay. Like, mutual parting my ass. He deserved to get freaking up and out of there years ago. And I said it before. I said it again. This guy is the most boring, unqualified, undisciplined. He can't freaking... He doesn't have any good schemes. He's freaking riding off of reputation and predication alone and not results or facts when it comes to his coaching ability. And here we are. We're like, what's going on? Here we are, right? It's 2021. Still has a job, doesn't he? Still sucks, doesn't he? We're still talking negatively about him, aren't we? Do you want to know why? Because he stinks. I just don't understand it. Jason sucks. Giants suck. Potentially they could go, I mean, they could go 0-6. And, and then they, they go up against the Bucks. They could go 0-7 and, and then maybe have a win against the Eagles. But then after the Eagles, it's the freaking Dolphins and then the Chargers and then the Cowboys again. It's like, bro, Depending on how bad the Giants really suck, they could go 1, one 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 weeks without a win. They could be a legitimate laughing stock. Joe Judge's ass could be on the hottest of hot seats in the NFL right there with freaking uh with freaking Mike Matt Matt Nagy and his butt, Casper the Ghost. And we could see another head roll in New York as Joe Judge freaking has failed to do anything positive on offense. And I solely put that at the feet of his offensive coordinator and how just terrible he is at managing games, at going into games, at winning, at doing anything that's constructive positively at all when it comes to the offense. He has, I mean, he's had better talent, in my opinion, in the last, what, two Two games, maybe not against the Broncos, but I think against Washington, I think against the Falcons, he's had better offensive talent. This guy can't figure it out. Can we, like, fire him. Fire him. You know, unless you want to just keep losing, which is fine by me. It is perfectly fine if they want to keep on freaking losing. Lions versus Ravens. 0-3 Lions. Really as I come down off the hill here, off the ledge, Lions are 0-3, Ravens are 2-1. I like Dan Campbell. I like how, specifically, his teams subvert expectations. 
they give it and they stick it to these football teams that are significantly better than them. And in the case of the Ravens, they almost beat them. In the case of the Packers, they were leading at halftime. I'm like, I'm satisfied. I, I like Dan Campbell. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I said, you know, you may not have Dan Campbell essentially be a competent coach and be on a good football team until like maybe his third year in the league. Like that's kind of how crappy the uh, the lines are. And I stand by that. I, I, I'm not counting this year and depending on what they do next year, I'm, I'm probably not going to count next year. They have so many different issues with their roster. It's kind of ridiculous. Their roster is terrible. You can thank Matt Patricia. I think they call it Quinn, Quinn Tricia. It's like a combination of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. It's a nice little, nice little combination. It's like you can blame Quinn Tricia for that, for how bad the Lions are. But the Lions, I've actually like been surprised at how good Jared Goff has played. Maybe not good is the like the best way to describe it, but like how not terrible he's played. I thought he was just going to fall off a cliff without Sean McVay. That's not the case at all. Um, Let me check out the running back here. Yeah, they got to kind of figure out the running game just a little bit. 14 carries, 47 yards. I mean, they like 14 carries, 47 yards for DeAndre Swift, 3.4 yards per carry. Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 42 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. They got to figure it out. It cannot, you cannot have 3.5 yards per carry in your friggin' run game, especially when you're solely relying on your run game. But we'll see about the, uh, the lions, but yeah, the, I just wanted to update. I said, I, I was like, I got to talk about the lions for like a hot minute and it kind of has been a hot minute. And I was like, the lions are actually, I don't want to say a decent team, but they're like one of those chippy teams where like kind of like weekend week out, Ooh, this is an interesting game. You know what? I've picked against the Lions for the last three weeks. I think I may take the Lions this weekend. They're against the Bears. The Bears, right? And Justin Fields, I kind of didn't mention this in it, kind of because I forgot to mention it. Justin Fields is hurt. He has like a hand injury or whatever. I, I may like the Lions in this game. This may be like one of their weird games where they may win against the Bears. And it's in Chicago, too. I don't know. But it's just like, the Bears are just the significantly... The safer bet would be to take the Bears, but I just don't like the Bears at all. <laughs> I may just be like, yeah, I'm just going to stick it to the Bears, and I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong about this, but I'm like, I'm just going to pick the Lions. I'm like, just to stick it to the Bears. Suck it, Bears. You guys suck. Oh, what the hell is wrong with you? I don't know how you think you can get away with some of the shit that you think you can get away with. I'm not going to let you get away with it. Yeah, they are going up against a pretty crappy team in the Bears next weekend or this weekend. Chiefs versus Chargers, we kind of covered a lot. I mean, we actually had a podcast about it. Um, Broncos versus Jets. Broncos are significantly better than the Jets. Kind of one of the surprises of the season, actually, is the Broncos, which I did not expect them to be good at all this year. I thought they were going to be terrible. I think it's kind of a testament to Teddy Bridgewater coming in and being like, yeah, um, I'm here and things of that nature. And then Drew Locke is like sitting on the bench watching his team win football games. And then Teddy Bridgewater is like, I'm here, bro. I'm here. 
Men Drew Locke is like, hey, I'm I'm also kind of here, but also not really, you know? I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation to be in as, like, Drew Locke or whatever. For Drew Locke. I don't know. Raiders versus Dolphins. Dolphins played great against the Raiders. Derek Carr had a pick six. It looked a little bit chippy against uh, the uh, the Dolphins for the Raiders, but the Raiders kind of pulled it out in the end. Raiders are a shockingly decent football team, and I don't know if they'll lose any more games for like the next three to four weeks. They have the Chargers, Bears, Broncos, Eagles. They have like some pretty difficult teams, but they have like winnable games. You know, so we'll kind of see. We'll kind of see what happens with the uh, with the Raiders. Buh, 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 buh. And I think that's it for the most part. I'm missing like probably a couple more teams. But um, buh, 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 buh. yeah, that's kind of it. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Seattle, not Seattle, but the Packers as well. Well, the Packers they won against the Niners, but we casted that game. I got to get one of these Bruticuses. Jesus Christ, this thing looks awesome. That looks way too complicated, that Bruticus. If you don't know, again, if you don't know what Bruticus is, Bruticus is a transformer that is made out of a, uh, like, I think five transformers. So they, like, turn into their vehicle forms and they, like, combine their vehicle forms it's like the power rangers where it's like the power rangers they form their animals or their animals combine it's like that like bruticus is like a helicopter a jet a tank and like a truck and then like another car or whatever i forgot maybe like another truck or something i don't know or like a jeep yeah yeah yeah. like a jeep he's like a jeep a tank a truck Jeep, tank, truck, helicopter, and then jet. He's awesome. I wish it was like a real word, but he's a transformer. God, Bruticus is awesome. Oh, they took the G1, Bruticus. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm kind of getting lost in like Transformers fandom, if you don't know. I mean, not if you don't know, but I'm like, I'm a gigantic Transformers fan. And it's like, I played, um, what was it? I played like, um, Transformers War for Cybertron, which is like one of the best pieces of Transformers content ever. And it's essentially like based upon like the 1980s cartoon. Like there's a lot of references. There's a lot of like storytelling or whatever because of that, uh, because of that TV show. And I was like, I was looking at a picture of him. Um, from War for Cybertron, and it was like, oh, like, they directly stole, maybe not stole is, like, the best way to describe it, but they got, like, super inspired based upon, like, him and uh, from G1. Shout out to High Moon Studios and their awesome freaking, their awesome freaking um, web designers there, or not web designers, but their programmers that freaking were like, yeah, Bruticus is gonna be, like, G1. God, he's such an awesome Decepticon. I wish he was an Autobot. Anyways, oh yeah, by the way, 
I have these, uh, this is kind of like a nerdy thing. This is like just a palate cleanser before I get going again. Should I talk about, I mean, this is like super nerdy, like Dragon Ball Z, like the individual seasons they use. I remember like going to Best Buy in my local town and this is like the best form of entertainment ever. This is like one of the best investments ever that I bought in like high school. I remember like going to Best Buy and like seeing that they had full seasons available for Dragon Ball Z for like $19 in their anime section. And I like bought it. And these are like special copies of the, um, of like these seasons. Like they have synopses of the actual episodes. Like it comes with this booklet that has like so much information in it. Like it comes with synopses of the uh, the episodes. It comes with character profiles. It comes with enemy profiles. There's like so much cool stuff in this like one little booklet. That I'm just like, I'm just like blown away with. It's so awesome. I love it. Shout out to freaking Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, Dragon, Hop to Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. I can't believe Toonami made that like their theme. <laughs> made that made it like their theme. Oh my god, that's so funny. Dragon, Dragon, Hop to Dragon, Dragon Ball Z. God. Dragon, Dragon, Hop to Dragon. Anyways. Regardless, um, it's like one of the final things we want to talk about here today. I'll kind of save this for Friday. I'll kind of save the single season completion percentage for Friday. Let me talk about, talk about, um, oh my gosh. And I forgot that I still have college football to talk about. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh my God. I'm so tired. Um, college football is more or less the same. Um, I've tuned in to like, God knows how many games, I think five or something like that. It's a ridiculous amount, semi-ridiculous amount for me. And, um, I think it's maybe six, maybe seven sometimes, depending on when I watch them. Cause I sometimes watch like a Thursday game and a Friday game. Thursday games are not very fun and Friday games are kind of the same as well. But, um, Clemson got upset by, what was it, like Georgia Tech this weekend? Or no, that was North Carolina. They got, uh, freaking Clemson got upset by North Carolina State. DJ Uyunglele is a problem. That is a problem. I don't know why he fell off a cliff so harshly, but I mean, he definitely has. And um, Clemson is just not the program that they were. They don't really have great receivers. They don't really have... Um, a great defense anymore. Clemson is kind of a problem right now. They're kind of reeling and struggling right now. And you can see that every single time they play because they suck. Where are they ranked right now? I cannot imagine that they wouldn't be ranked like somewhere in like the teens or something like that. Where are they ranked? Um... I mean, the ACC Atlantic, they're, like, the third, fourth team? Yeah. But, like, what's their overall rankings? 
Like, what's the number that they're in? On. Or did, has it not come out? Yeah. According to like CBS's power rankings, they fall out of the top 25, which I don't blame them. They just lost to like an undefeated team. Or not an undefeated team, excuse me, an unranked team. Like that's not good. Season is essentially done, over with. Um, anyways, Clemson sucks. Or not Clemson sucks, but Clemson is not anywhere near as good as they once were like two or three years ago. Um, Sam Howell did not have a great game against Georgia Tech. Spencer Rattler, dude. I mean, Oklahoma fans were booing him, saying like, we want Caleb. All these, like, I have such a bad feeling about all these quarterbacks that are about to enter into this next year's draft. And I know we, I like, I always talk about it a lot. I'm just like, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't really get why some of these guys are struggling so severely. And I don't know why there hasn't been like a significant increase or improvement in their overall play, but there just has not been. And you kind of see this very, very like terrible kind of like shitty. I don't want to say game plan, but you kind of see this really, really shitty. Like, um, I don't, it's not a game plan. It's just this, you see very, very bad play because they just really have not improved whatsoever. And it's like, here we are where they're just, they're struggling significantly. Like every single quarterback, Spencer Rattler, DJ Uyunglele, Sam Howell. Like, again, it's only Malik Willis and Bryce Young that aren't struggling that much. But, oh my God, dude, I just. Oh God, I don't, I don't get it. I feel like some of these guys should be like significantly better. I mean, everybody does, but good God, it's just, it's just not very good. What else do I got for you? Yeah, that's it about college. What else? I think we'll end the podcast with like Bengals versus Jags because I'm like, my, I'm on like this circadian sleep pattern where I get just physically exhausted around this point in time. I mean, everybody does. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. Um, we'll finish it off with this Browns Bengals versus Jags. Bengals are collectively a significantly better team. I mean, that's obvious. They're just the significantly better football team. And, um, I mean, they have Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, T Higgins, Joe Mixon. We mentioned them again, Early on in the podcast, Jags are just gutted. I mean, they just traded away CJ Henderson for a tight end. Completely disagree with that. After one year or two, CJ Henderson for a tight end. I mean, like, how how do they stop this? You know, like, some of this stuff, I'm like, how do they stop some of this stuff? How do they stop, like... What is it? How do they freaking stop like um not CJ Henderson, excuse me. But like freaking the Jags, excuse me. Like how do they stop like Jamar Chase now? With Shaquille Griffin, who is not very good? How do they stop like T. Higgins? How do they stop Joe Mixon? Like all their players are just overrated or bad or whatever. I I don't really understand it. So weird, dude. The Jags are just such a weird football team. Oh, my God. 
and such a bad one as well. And I always say this, I'm like, don't freaking leave your quarterbacks out to dry and don't let your quarterbacks freaking suck. But, you know, I mean, here we are where they're leaving out freaking. And I get it that the tight end is supposed to help out Trevor, but I mean, the Jags are like another two to three years away from being playoff viable as well. I mean, I just, God, man. And then God help you if like the Titans are still relevant and the Colts can figure out their quarterback position at all. Hey, the Colts, Colts could actually probably get a quarterback this season, like a real one in the draft, because, hey, guess what? Uh, they're 0-3. They suck. So, yeah. Browns, not Browns. Bengals versus Jags. I have the Bengals beating the Jags. I'm tired. I'm peacing out. Before I do, shout out to the Android Saga. I just, I just saw essentially like, the beginning over the last couple of weeks on the podcast. Again, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z on my TV. I just freaking saw like the beginning of the Android saga to like essentially the part that I've seen in season five where Kami and Piccolo are discussing fusing and stuff like that. And Kami's like kind of biding his time um, to where Trunks essentially gets a message about how one of his time machines is back and essentially it's like the start of the cell saga and the cell games as well and it's just like it's literally in the peak of like like there's so much going on in the android saga at this point where it's just like the androids are hunting down goku the z fighters just moved goku from his house to um to kami's house or not kami's house but it's master roshi's house on the island and then it's like um, Trunks and Gohan are, are figuring out what's going on with Cell. And then Vegeta is sulking and things. Like, it's just an awesome like couple of episodes. And then they're like, let's go on the hyperbolic time chamber. They reintroduce that into the, uh, the anime. It's just like, oh my god. It's like threat after threat. And it's better than the Z... Not the Z fighters, excuse me. Excuse me. It's better than like... The Frieza saga, because the Frieza saga, it was always Frieza all the time, all day. But now it's just like, oh, wait, it's freaking, it's freaking, um, what is it? It's the freaking androids first. And at this point in the season, or in the series, excuse me, the Z fighters, they aren't even, they aren't anywhere near beating uh, the androids. And freaking Cell comes in and he freaking moshes the androids themselves. So it's just like, oh, crap, they get a freaking double whammy. Oh, my God, the Cell Saga is awesome. Anyways, I'm peacing out. I'm tired. I won't even watch Succession tonight. I'm just exhausted. I'll see you tomorrow, technically today, for the Browns. Nope, for the Bengals versus the Jags. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast.